You are listening to The Partner Podcast, relevant information to enhance the careers and improve the lives of partner-level attorneys. Produced by the Attorney Search Group, we grow law firms and accelerate attorney careers. Visit us on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. Hi, this is Scott Love with the Attorney Search Group, welcoming you to the second issue of the Partner Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Two things we're going to talk about today. One of them is, what can law firms do to increase the odds of attracting high-performing partners to their firm? I spend a lot of time working with law firms on this, and there are quite a few areas for improvement, and I'll share some ideas with you. Secondly, we're going to hear from my good friend, Henry DeVries, who is an expert on client development and rainmaking, and we're going to hear from him insights on how to work a room. So the next time you go to that business meeting where there's a bunch of strangers in there and you don't know what to say and you know that you can get business from it, but you just aren't sure how to sell yourself without seeming salesy, listen to Henry and learn and win some business out there. So let me, let me first talk about what law firms can do to increase the odds of getting good talent. I've been a professional headhunter since 1995. I've worked in all sorts of industries. I carved this niche out several years ago. I actually own a training company where I consult and advise and teach this business to search firms around the globe. In fact, over 3,500 recruiting firms have bought my training products and materials from over 25 countries. So I've, I've been to dozens of search firm offices. I live this. I breathe it. I dream about this at night. And I absolutely love it. And I see that there are some key strategic areas that law firms are really missing. And let me share some ideas for you. The first one is, it's not a priority. They say that it is, but they're not making it a priority. Now, granted, some firms don't want to grow through lateral partner acquisition. That it's not part of their DNA. Some firms, they know they have to grow. They can either grow through getting new clients or recruiting partners that have new clients. And that creates the concept of synergy, where if there is a void that's missing within their firm and they can get someone to fill that void that can actually add top-line revenue when they come over and potential synergy in other non-monetary areas that will eventually result in monetary improvement and benefit for everybody, then that's a win-win situation. It's a mutual satisfaction of needs. And a lot of the placements I get involved in the candidate wasn't even looking to make a move. Sometimes the client hadn't even considered growing their firm in that area, but I present them a candidate, and all of a sudden, wow, we see some potential here. But let me share some tips that law firms can, can implement right away to see an immediate improvement in how their brand is positioned. The first one is not thinking of recruiting as marketing. Marketing is all about differentiation. Recruiting is the same way. You have to create this gravity that's going to draw people to you in your brand. That includes making marketing a priority, getting on the rankings out there, improving your profits per partner, being cognizant and aware that when people leave their firm, well, who are they going to and why are they leaving and having a story to discuss that with potential laterals when they read about this in the news. And then also being aware of who's coming to your firm and from which firms that can elevate your brand in the marketplace. When you think in terms of recruiting as marketing, then you're starting to think at a much higher level in terms of talent acquisition. And the very first rule of marketing is to start with differentiation. What's different about your firm? I'll never forget the time I was meeting with the law firm internal hiring coordinator, and I asked, I said, what's different about your firm? And the, and the person I was talking with 
threw her hands up in the air, said, I don't know. We're all pretty much the same as everybody else. I met with another managing partner of another smaller firm here, and I said, what's different about your firm? And he says, well, it all comes down to the numbers. We'll look at anybody that has portable business. I'm like, wait a minute. That wasn't my question. I said, what's different about your firm? And the reason he skirted around the answer to that was because I just don't think he'd ever considered that. And he'd been in the, in the business a long time of hiring people, and he'd seen a lot of people that almost joined his firm, but they chose not to because he couldn't answer that question. What's different about the firm? So I think it's, it's a good idea to look at your firm from the position and the perspective of marketing, whether you're the managing partner or the hiring partner or you want to grow your practice. You need to look not just at your practice but at your firm. What's truly different about this? And this is the game I want you to play. I want you to answer that question. What's different about our firm? And you can't use the word culture and you can't use the words robust platform, okay, because everybody can say that. Everybody can say they have unique culture. Everybody can say they have a robust platform. You've got to think outside of the box. What's different about your firm? Some firms, they understand this, and they have good answers for me. They'll say, we have excellent firm management, and we've been able to shrink our overhead and increase our profitability by implementing several techniques, and you know, they'll have a story, and they'll go into the detail, and that's different. They understand how that differentiation plays in terms of lateral recruiting. So in that game that you play, don't say the word culture. So from this point on, when someone asks you what's different about your firm, you've got to know. You've got to be able to talk about that. And it has to be clear, and it has to be very specific. It could be the story that you have at how your firm evolved within your market. You set up an office in a city that's not where your home office is, because of a client, and that helped you to develop expertise within a certain practice, and you became known as the premier firm within that practice. That's a story. You need to be a good storyteller when you're recruiting laterals. And when you tell stories, don't share your opinion, because your opinion doesn't matter too much. When I'm talking to lateral candidates, I can't tell them my opinion. What I'll do is find other people's opinions about why they see a firm as an advantage. So I'll, ha I'll meet with them and I'll find out. Tell me your story. How has your condition been improved by joining this firm? Or when I'm setting up initial meetings, I'll say, bring some laterals over that have been there about two or three years. And I want to hear from them specifically. How has their position been improved by joining this firm? When you tell a story, it's based on the principle of social proof. And this is the psychology of ethical influence based on Dr. Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, Science, and Practice. Now, I met Bob Cialdini years ago, and he and his wife, Babette, became very good friends of mine back when I lived in Phoenix. His website is influenceatwork.com. When you're talking to a prospective lateral, you need to understand that they're ultimately going to do what's in their own best interest, and you have to look at it from their perspective. And by the way, I'd like to get feedback from you. If you are interested in having me talk about lateral hiring every month when I do these podcasts, send me an email, scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. I thought that because of my expertise in that area, I might be able to provide some value to those firms that are looking to grow through lateral acquisition. And now let's hear from my good friend, Henry DeVries, on how to work a room. My guest on today's 
podcast is Henry DeVries, who is a marketing scientist and ghostwriter. He's an expert on typing and talking, how to maximize revenues by writing books and making speeches. He speaks to thousands of service professionals each year, including attorneys, teaching them proven tactics that bring them new clients, along with his best-selling books, Self-Marketing Secrets, Client Seduction, and Painkiller Marketing. The buzz-building tools of Henry DeVries have been used to dramatically increase revenues and leverage marketing budgets for two decades. In addition to authoring his own books, he ghostwrites at least four books a year. His goal is to win the Nobel Prize in Marketing. Henry, thanks for joining me today on the Partner Podcast. Scott, it's so great to be here to help people get new clients. Excellent. And that's what most attorneys want. They can't pick up the phone and cold call, right? So they've got to find other ways to get that call or to make a friend that can refer business to them. So I understand, Henry, just from knowing you over the years, I know personally you have helped my business, other people in professional services. I've seen firsthand how you've impacted them. And I know a recent conversation we had I thought be good to inc- would be good to include on the Partner Podcast is really how do you work a room? Let's say that an attorney goes to a business after hours function or it's a networker work- working function or let's say it's a trade show. Uh, what do you think some action steps that attorney should do to be able to build relationships so that at the end of that meeting he gets the call for business? Well, I'll start off by telling you what not to do. I used to run an advertising and public relations agency in San Diego, California. So it was a pretty big firm. We were a big regional player. And I hired a new account executive. And this woman was the total package. She was bright. She was funny. She was attractive. She had come out of politics. And she came to me, Scott, and said, you have to take me to a networking event. I am the world's greatest networker. (laughs) Well, like, wow, when someone says that, what can you do? So there was a Chamber of Commerce event that week, and I took her to a Chamber of Commerce event. There were 150 people there, and I saw the most amazing thing. She went up to 150 people in the course of an hour, um, shook everybody's hand, and gave them her business card. And I looked at her, and I said, wow, I must never take her to another networking event again. Um, I grew up on a farm, really a ranch, and we'd say, you know, that kind of behavior can stampede the cattle. Um, She got into everybody's bubble. She physically touched them, and she gave them a business card, everything wrong. What I want people to do is go up, just engage a minimum number of people in a meaningful conversation, and ask for their business card. He who gets the business card, she who gets the business card wins because you control the contact from there. And I also advise people never give your business card away unless someone asks for it. Now, that's interesting. Let me ask you, why is that exactly? Well, it's a psychological thing. Um, You don't want to be seen as a salesperson. And uh, I love Dale Carnegie. I love the Dale Carnegie courses, but an attorney, I want them to do exactly opposite of what they teach you at the Dale Carnegie course because they come up and they talk about your challenges and if I could help you solve your biggest challenge, would that be helpful today? That screams salesperson. And people want to, you know, they start backing away looking for the exits. Absolutely. What you want to be is that it's a whole attitude that I'm a professional, I'm busy, if you're uh, work or project interests me, I might get involved. Uh-huh. And to do that, 
What you do is make a game of it. You make a game of these events, and the game is get the business card. And to get the business card, you have to walk people through a few steps. The first one is you have to ask them a feel-good question about what they do and uh, what's the best thing about doing that. Keep it all positive. Uh, how did they get started in that? Uh, and then ask them, and this is the, this is the important question, who are you looking to connect with? I often say it this way. I say, you know, I, I meet a lot of people. Who are you looking to connect with? Because let's face it, none of us like work in these rooms. Uh -huh. uh, I haven't met anybody who really likes working in these rooms. I only pretend to like people. Uh, I like people in the abstract. Right. But one on one, I'm not sure if I want to get into somebody's space and really meet them. I'd rather be with people I know. But for my work, I need I know I need to network. So That's what right. I do... you got to turn it is, on when you need to. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, I mean, the thought of going up to somebody at a networking event, Scott, and, and talking to them and then saying, I don't know who you are or what you do, but I need you in my life. That was like too much pressure for me. Uh, but if I could just accomplish something simple, like give them in a nice conversation, uh, tell me a little bit about themselves, and then... Ask them who they're looking to meet. Here's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, people, they don't like people either. They came to these networking events. They're overjoyed when you ask them for their card. That uh, solves that problem. Mm -hmm. um, you actually asked for it. Um, but here's the thing. This is the, if you want a black belt in it, here's where you go with it. Listen to what they say about the kind of person. And then as you break off and you meet somebody else, when you meet somebody at that networking event, that they're trying to meet, you need to go, oh, there is somebody I want you to meet. Can you come with me? And you walk them over and you, you say, oh, uh, Mary, I want you to meet Scott. Scott is an executive recruiter. He specializes in law firms. And I know you were looking to expand the practice and get some more attorneys. And let me tell you about Mary. Her law firm is employment law firm. They just work on corporate sides. So you kind of give back her little story. Uh, you're a hero. That's great. Yeah, that's great. So how do you start that conversation? You're there, you're having a drink, you see them putting a, getting another glass of wine or getting an appetizer. Yep. What, how do you start that conversation? I, I have the all-purpose icebreaker and it's you just look at whatever they're doing and repeat back that in this form of this question. It's, uh, well, uh, Jim, what do you do at a Chamber of Commerce mixer when you're not eating shrimp? Right. And uh, people <laughs> will always laugh. You know, what do you do uh, when you're not attending a 7.30 a.m. breakfast seminar? And people will chuckle. I don't know why it's funny, but somehow it is. It is funny. Maybe I don't know why it is either. I would laugh if somebody <laughs> asked me that and I already know the trick. See, I would still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then people will give you one of two answers. They'll give you the smart aleck answer or they'll give you the real answer. Uh, either one works. So the smart aleck answer goes something like this. You know, what do you do when you're not here? Well, I'm, I like to ride polo ponies, you know, or I like to uh, tour the wine country or whatever. They'll give you some fun answer. Um, and, and then you can always just come back with, oh, wow, that costs money. What do you do to earn a living? Right, right. And okay, then they go, great. okay, yeah. That's well, great. you know, I'm an attorney. Oh, what type of attorney? You know, defense attorney, prosecution. Oh, well, you know, this, and they'll talk about their practice. Um, and then ask them 
uh, how did they get started doing that? Well, but this is question. interesting. Most people will say, well, there's an interesting story behind that. Now, you'll be the judge. In the ones I've heard, they're not all that interesting, but uh, everyone thinks they have an interesting story, so let them tell it. And then ask them, well, what do you like most about that? And people will say something about that. Um, that's usually enough to uh, get them going and then say, well, I run into a lot of people. Who are you looking to connect with here? Could I get your business card, please? Oh, very happy. Uh, a lot of times what I'll do, you know, uh, if you've ever dealt with people from Asia, you know, you just don't toss a business card at somebody. Kind of be Asian in this one. Hold the business card uh, between your, uh, you know, thumb and, and index finger, both of them. That's right, two hands, yeah. I've noticed yeah. that. Right. Yeah, right, you're kind of studying it, turn it over to see if something's on the back, uh, acknowledge it, and you could even say, um, I have an email list that I send out some regular updates and tips and connections, um, would you like to be on that? I've never had anyone say, no, don't right. put me on your email list, they were there to network. An attorney, I met one attorney, she was great at this, uh, because she got the business cards. Uh, she used to be a, a prosecutor, but moved into uh, being a defense attorney. So she knew a lot of um, uh, the you know prosecutors. And she didn't like baseball, but she bought season tickets to the baseball team because her emails would say, I just happen to have some extra tickets for the Yankee game coming up. Or I just have some extra tickets for the Red Sox game. She had extra tickets for every game because she never went to the baseball game. But people wanted to be on her list because uh, they could get free tickets yeah, from great. her. That's great. That's yeah. great. It's sort of like the radio uh, station. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the seventh email uh, for the Yankee tickets. You can do that. So what if you're talking with this person and you've got their card but you want to get your card in their hands. How do you turn it so it's not so obvious? Yeah, I picked this up from Bob Berg, who wrote the book Endless Referrals. I love Bob, and I love his, his books. I recommend them highly. B-U-R-G, uh, Berg. Uh, and Bob had the idea that what you do is you don't give them the business card there. You mail them your business card the next day mm -hmm. with a little note. He even pre-printed them. Uh, you know, I'll just write on it. Um, thanks for taking the time to chat with me at the mixer. Um, if I can find somebody uh, that you're looking for, I'll send them your way. And then your, uh, you include your card there. That's great. So that person now gets a double impression of you. Uh, they know you're a go-getter. Uh, they know that you're thinking about others before you're thinking about yourself. It sends really good messages. And I don't know about you, but I don't get a lot of physical mail except for occasional bills. So when I get something with somebody's business card, I'm going to save it. In fact, on my drawer, I've got a bunch of business cards. Just I just can't throw them away because it's physical paper. And you don't get that anymore in the mail especially. We should all make time to call one of those cards once a day. Right. Just to, you know, hey, uh, remind me, where did we meet? Uh, what did we do? Uh, one networking call a day, sort of like one a day vitamins. You know, That's one right. call a day is a good thing to do. That's right. Um, the other thing, it's interesting. You mentioned the mail. Um, it's email is great. It's so prevalent though. We're all just po poised over the delete key, delete, 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 delete. We get a piece of mail, uh, and if it uh, is hand addressed and has a stamp on it, and 
oh my gosh, this might be a birthday card or, mm-hmm. hey, well, no, it's not my birthday. My insurance agent isn't sending me a card. What is this? So you're going to open it up. Um, we're finding in, in um, marketing of seminars and workshops, uh, mail is working much better now than email because email uh, is just, we all know that the tsunami of email we get. Uh, but getting something in the mail, ooh, that's a makes a bigger impression. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, Henry, before we finish up here, you consult to a lot of uh, professional service providers, a lot of attorneys. For an attorney's perspective, what do you think the best type of function is to go to? People, uh, what are the best types of functions that you've seen uh, gets them the most amount of referrals? Sure. And I've studied that uh, in different markets and we've done research. Um, the, The first part of it is the the best part of the function to go to is the networking part and not the meal. Some people who are black belts in this, they skip the meal hmm. because the meal is going to take an inordinate amount of time and you get to meet the person on your left and the person on your right. It's a lottery. And if those both are duds, you've wasted some really valuable time. <laughs> um, so with that, um, I think um, venture capital groups uh, venture capital clubs where they're bringing together uh, entrepreneurs, venture capitalists are very good uh, mixers for attorneys. Um, also, um, any sort of business launch events. Uh, in San Diego, we have a group called Connect, and it's uh, sort of a, a, an incubator, sort of a quasi-government agency that helps uh, companies in the innovation space. Their events are very good to go to. Um, also, uh, if it's a high-end sort of seminar or learning uh, and that there's a pre-meeting on that, you can get some good people in your target area. That's great, Henry. So if people that are listening, the partner-level attorneys that are listening, want to get your information and some of your resources, how can they find you on the web? Well, they can go to newclientmarketing.com, and that'll take them to my website. Um, I do a lot of uh, seminars on how to market with a book. Uh, I've helped different attorneys market their practice with a book. Um, other people that, um, but there's also a lot of free advice on how to do more speaking and how to do more networking. Um, I've written a number of books. My most recent one was how to close a deal like Warren Buffett uh, on McGraw Hill. And that talks about deal making. And then I've also written a book called client seduction. And that talks about a lot of these networking things we're talking about today. You know, that's, that's interesting you say that because even from my perspective as a partner-level recruiter, for, when people are looking at positioning themselves to add value to their current firm or if they want to make a move, they need to show that they can get the business. So I always look at where are they published, how much have they written, where are they quoted, what are their speaking engagements like. If I don't see anything in the last four years, I'm probably not going to call that person. They don't have they're, – they're, they're not generating the business, which is what everybody wants in today's market. So I think your expertise – is perfect for what everybody listening to this podcast can benefit from. You can either say you're an expert or you can demonstrate your expertise. Demonstrating your expertise works a lot better than saying how long you've been in business, how big your firm is, or any of those other, uh, or here's some of my clients or types of clients. It's much better to be the expert who's out there speaking and writing and showing people how to solve their problems in general. 
Thanks again to Henry DeVries for joining me on the podcast this month. Visit Henry's website at marketingwithabook.com. And tune in next month as we bring you more relevant information that can enhance the lives and improve the careers of partner-level attorneys. The Attorney Search Group. We grow law firms and accelerate the careers of partner-level attorneys. Visit us on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.